<laughs> it's Thursday, October 30th, 2014, and you're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. My name is Steve Say, and I'm here with Mr. Rob Newmeyer. Hello. Mr. Justin Townsend. Hello. And Ms. Jackie Turner. Hello. And welcome to our pre-Halloween Talking Games Podcast extravaganza. <laughs> we've got a lot of things planned for you guys tonight. We're going to talk about some games we've been playing. We are going to do some news tonight, talking about the Destiny DLC, Xbox One's temporary price cut, and that PS4 update, as well as some forum uh, questions and answers, emails and tweets. But uh, first, I think we're going to talk about some games. Who'd like, like to go first? I like games. Jackie, you go. <laughs> Me? Yeah, you. Okay, what I was playing this week? Yeah. Do you, yeah. Want, do you want to have a, a wild stab in the dark? What I was you know playing what? this week? Let's, you know what, let's, let's first of all, let's, let's address the, the elephant in, in the room before we get to playing uh, games. We all went to uh, Bobby Shortle's wedding. Seems a strange way to refer to Bobby's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> He's there was an here. elephant <laughs> at the wedding? Yes. The wedding. There was an yeah. elephant inside of the shark tank. <laughs> there were seals Ooh. at the wedding. There was there actually a very, everything. I don't know how Bobby pulled this off, but well-timed sea lion. Do you, let me ask you a question for those that were not there uh, at the close of the ceremony, when they were doing the I do's and the celebrations, um, Bobby and Karen, they got married at the Riverhead Aquarium. And all of a sudden at the very tail end of it, the sea lions started barking. It was literally, I now pronounce you man and wife. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I, I think that was, that I was think was there plans. was someone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause that was, that was going to be my thing. I think that there was somebody listening back there that that's something that they do yeah like poking it with an electric thing like, <laughs> <laughs> how do Bark, you get damn yeah. you <laughs> exactly. i can't wait to see the photos that they were taking um uh-huh. of the seal like making out with bobby's face oh fantastic <laughs> oh it was amazing it was uh-huh. so funny a lot of fun was had by all i think a yeah. little bit yes. too much fun by some people <laughs> oh it's this never drinking again what would happen no, nothing. Just a horrible, horrible hangover. Oh. And if anything bad did happen, I don't remember it, so don't remind me. All right. <laughs> I don't think anything bad happened. Oh, good. All no, right. we were good. You danced with Rob? I no. did dance. Yes, I did. No. I dragged you out there for a there full 30 seconds. There was boogie and no dancing absolutely. whatsoever. Dude, I saw you getting I have a sandwiched, my friend. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, maybe that. Uh, yeah. You were the ice absolutely. cream, and they were the chocolate bars. Yep. I can't be the peanut butter. <laughs> you can be the peanut butter if okay. you want. Good. But, uh, you're the one person that didn't dance? Who? Justin. I danced. No, I made him go. You did? You got him to dance? I yeah. missed it? I he, was he right next to you, you lunatic. <laughs> you just drank too much to rem- remember. I have to admit, I got excited at one point because uh, I was on the dance floor and Justin called me over. And I said, oh, awesome. He wants to dance. At which point he put his wife's hand in my hand that and said, there you go. Off you go. That was the best. <laughs> that was right in the beginning. He was like, Ange likes to dance and handed her off and then walked back with me. <laughs> Oh, you're smooth. It I was, was, I was so, born yeah. without hips, yes. so I, I, I don't really do the dancing. Me and Justin's wife had a good time boogieing. It was uh-huh. awesome. That's awesome. Every, yeah. Honestly, everyone that danced, they were out there for quite a while oh, with yeah. that band. That band was crazy. Yeah, yes, that's um, awesome. The band we're talking about is a band called O.L. Amore. They are a Long Island-based band that uh, they dress up in various masks. The lead singer wears a gimp mask with zippers over the eyes and mouth. Yep. Uh, keyboardist is in a kind of fin fang fung luchador mask. Mm-hmm. You have the old grandpa wizard uh, guitarist. Oh, that horrible drum, like the drummer with the like white the plain face drummer, white uh-huh. face mask. Yeah, all the time singing. If you like pina colada, uh huh, <laughs> that's true. Yes, 
Yes. And what was it? There was another, the bassist. What is? What was he wearing? He was uh, wearing a latex, like, zip-up one piece. Yes. One thing. He was. He was wearing, like, chest. a bodysuit. With his chest Correct. hair hanging out. And yes. a tie. Yes, and right. a tie. Because Bobby did make sure they realized it was a wedding. And they uh -huh. should dress appropriately. Mm -hmm. So you should, if you're wearing a one-piece latex suit, at least throw a tie on. Which he did. It just, I mean, I, the band was absolutely amazing. Yes. I loved them. But the allure... When I found out that the keyboardist wasn't actually playing the keyboard, <gasps> he wasn't. No, shocking. Whoa, what? This is new no, to oh, the keyboard wasn't even new? plugged in. This is new to them. Yes. No, the key he just does right? an act. I was shocked. Are you kidding me? No, nope. just ruins. He sings. But he sings. Yes, yeah. he sings, but he just jumps around and like you. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> oh my God! You mm. just shattered. Right. You should have seen me when I found out. Oh yeah, he was very. How upset. did you? Who How, told us? I can't even remember who told us. Now someone There's told a lot us. You can't remember from that night. <laughs> uh huh. Jackie but, Daniels in the house. <laughs> Captain. <laughs> Captain. Captain. Captain Jackie Daniels. Yes. <laughs> but I I'm speechless. Uh -huh. I I have I had no idea that was going on. That was like when uh, the Chili Peppers were performing at the Super Bowl. And flea wasn't plugged in. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the flea of keyboards. Absolutely. At the <laughs> well, Super for that Bowl. Night. At the Super Bowl of yes. talking weddings. Very sad. Yes. Oh my god. <sighs> um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a really really great time, and you know we were all there. You guys, if you want to check out um, part of this week's talking comics uh, material that we have going out podcast wise, you can hear Bob Ryer was actually the efficient at Bobby and Karen's wedding. Did a wonderful job. Yep. And that ceremony is actually part of the Talking Comics podcast this oh, week. Awesome. Oh, that's they great. have the recording of it? He, or was, he, he was mic'd up in his <gasps> lapel. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, so wow. For those that's who couldn't cool. hear it in it's, it's, the Seal yeah. Amphitheater, you can then hear it on... It's both romantic and comic book related. Yes, so. it is. Yes. It's oh, very beautiful. Bob. It is 110% Bob. <laughs> yes. When he read, he read it to me ahead of time when we went to Reese's. And I just, I was like, this, you know, Bobby asked you to do this. You can't get any more Bob Ryer than what you've written here. And it yeah. was, it was beautiful. It was very heartfelt. Oh, and, and it um, had, it had everything. It had Audrey yeah. Hepburn. It had comic books. <laughs> it had. Yep. It's very good. Definitely recommend uh -huh. checking it out. I didn't realize it was up. That's awesome. Well, yeah. yeah now, now that I know it's there, I get to play yes. it for, for <laughs> friends and family so they yep. could hear. Um, yeah, and it sounds it sounds amazing. It really does. Like you know, you didn't yeah. really. I was standing up there, part of the party, and it, I was having trouble hearing it as well. But um, uh, it was windy. The wind played a little factor. Other than that, though, everything everything seemed to go perfectly. Yep. Uh, so that's that's what we do when we come out of our little hobbit caves and stop playing games for the weekend. <laughs> uh -huh. And like I said, we were in a in an aquarium and stuff. Yeah. So. We had table setups. We had. Yep, we were able to walk right around there. the whole aquarium and yep. see sharks and yep. jellyfish and yep. you know tons of great. tons of things. Yeah, it was really good. It was a fun time, definitely. Mm -hmm. And you know, just more importantly, our leader, our captain, our editor in chief, Bobby, uh -huh. very happy and very happy for him. He's yes. found a lovely lady, and uh, I'm you know I just want to say congratulations to him. He really is my best friend, and I'm super super happy for him. Yep, I agree. Absolutely. I agree. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So now that we've talked about that, let's talk about some uh, some video games with Jackie. What do you got yes. going on? I think the last time uh, we left it, you were going to have a wild stab in the dog about what I've been playing this week. Uh-huh. Anyone? Anyone? Hmm. Shadow of Mordor. Oh, damn it. I have. Yeah. You did play some? <laughs> yes, I did. I played some Shadow of Mordor again. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to get 
past this little frustration I have with it where I think the first time I talked about this on the show, the thing I said I liked about it was the characterization of these random bad guys. You know, they're not just random orcs. They've got names and they've got ranks in this army. And I loved that idea until I met Ugu the Fool, who now... Everywhere I go, if I if I do not sneak and I don't use stealth and I do get into a fight of any kind with any random orcs, I look over my shoulder and sniff, sniff, chomp, chomp, there he is. <laughs> and I can't, he's beaten me so many times, he keeps getting stronger and stronger and I cannot take him down. And then he's got this little shit called Maku the something or other that's following him around like a little bitch uh-huh. that also gets in on the game. Uh-huh. And it's so frustrating but i can't even get to the next mission like the next story mission because i sneak like thousands of feet across this entire map i pop my head around a corner there he is now is that mission inside of a stronghold it's i think you have to walk through it because i've got halfway through it before you meet the guy outside and then it's basically okay it's you, uh, it's your basic assassin's creed I'll follow this guy and listen to him talking exactly for what you have to do because i've I've done this one and i know right. the frustrations that you're having uh first off you have to look at what he's scared of and he's scared of those the animals in the cages right so your first set that you come across knock one out of the cage shoot yeah. the lock with your arrow and that'll take care of the group I of have guys been standing doing around. That a lot which is quite good fun then you just circle all the way around to the area where it says okay now he's sitting in this area right then again you'll see more cages you yeah. do it again and he will be in a constant like state of even, panic I, I can't even get to that point well okay so that's what you do when you get to that point you <laughs> that's just great to know once i get across the map without encountering ugu the turd face uh-huh it's driving me insane mm. but you know i am i'm enjoying it but my frustration level definitely stops me doing my normal like eight hour marathon sessions now did well, you did you not do the story modes and go straight into you know I the nemesis of, system and like kind of bypass right. some no, things that would I'm help you get more of, powerful. I'm kind of um, trying to play it a little both ways because normally what I do is it's very similar to an Assassin's Creed game. So normally what I do is I go in, you open up the tower, it shows you all the side missions, I clear the area before I move on. So I started doing that, but you definitely need to level up and get more abilities to be able to fully clear an area. So it's like, all right, I get like three story missions in. Let me head to the next one and I'll try and pick some of these story missions off and then I'll come back and clear the areas. But I literally can't even get there. Like I either get distracted because I see something I want to go get and meet Ugu or all I'm trying to do is get across the map and there he is again. So it's kind of, I'm just, I'm getting a little frustrated with getting kind of stilted. You know, it doesn't feel as free flowing as I'd like it for an open world game. At this point, it doesn't seem as free-flowing. Is it taking you out of it because you keep running into this same issue again that you feel that you wouldn't be running into this problem if you were to be adventuring? Like, the odds of you running into this guy... He's everywhere. (laughs) He is literally everywhere. It's like, everywhere I go, he's moved, and now here he is. And every time... I mean, it's kind of amusing because I'll be fighting some random ones. You know, you have the named ones, but you also have just random hordes of them. So I'll find three or four and I'm like, all right, I know I can take down three or four. As long as there's not others around, I can take down three or four and I'll be fighting them. All of a sudden the game kind of pauses 
pans to the side and there he is and he does this weird thing where he like sniffs and like goes and like snaps. <laughs> and it's really funny <laughs> but it's like every time it happens i'm like no not you again and he's such a high level the only things he's you can take him down with are explosions which i haven't got to the point of being able to do and um i can't remember there was some other finisher but he's only got two things he's weak on and everything else doesn't bother him at all and now he's like a level 20 because he's literally killed me like 15 or 16 <laughs> times at this point uh well explosions are just if you shoot a fire that he's standing next to that's he's, i could okay. be in the middle well. of a field and there he is mm-hmm. it's like he's following me and i oh he i mean probably it, is he probably is right and th- it's part of the fun of it but also part of the frustration with it so i've kind of like i said i've put like another two or three hours into it you should just start the game over again <sighs> No, never again. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. Do you find that it's difficult to get your head into the game with Mordor because you're enjoying Destiny so much and because your, your head is so much Listen, in if that I game? Had, if I had nothing else to do, I would stick with it. Mm-hmm. But when I can just be like, bing, PlayStation button, bing, Destiny, I'll do that. I mm-hmm. like, yeah, definitely. Having yeah. another option that I'm so completely hooked on yeah. makes me drop it a lot quicker than I normally that's would. What I've, that's yeah. the problem that I've had with uh, Diablo. Ever right. since it came out, I just I I already could not get enough of that game in general, and then they put it on a console for me, and that was just that was a bad move on their part, because <laughs> my productivity gaming wise, aside from Alien Isolation, has been like pitiful. Yeah, you got to figure you've between PC and the console version, yeah. you've probably put in well over 150 hours on. Oh that game. God, more than that, way yeah. more than that, way way more than that. Here's the thing that I, I love so much about that game. You know, we're later on in the show, we're going to talk about some DLC, and we're going to talk about, you know, perhaps what it costs to buy that DLC, either in the UK or in here in the States. I got an update that the PC had it first, and then the consoles, it came over to consoles, and it just showed up. And it's completely and totally revamped the game. They've done that twice. They got rid of the, the loot house, or the auction house, which fixed the game but then they moved things around and they they made the game better and now they've got this new update that has just added more and more gameplay they might not have added characters but they've added locations they've added gameplay styles an infinite amount of of items i mean who knows how many items and just all these new things that you can go and do i mean even if i'm getting you know rooked on the finding that one piece that i need for the infernal machine and i keep on going back to that guy and he's not dropping it that's a whole set of of you know like a whole other agenda that you can have with the game do you want to go adventuring do you want to do the story do you want to hunt for pieces to open up portals to different places do you want to try your your metal against an uber boss the idea is that it's once it's over you keep going because there's more and more harder difficulties. How badass can you possibly get and can you handle it? Like right now, uh, Brendan and I are playing on Torment 4 difficulty doing greater rifts in Torment 4. It's insane. It's insane. And the game can handle it. There's so much crap going on on screen. I have a Crusader and he has a Witch Doctor. So you pretty much have the Summoner and the Tank. And it's just, you know, particle effects and beasts and blood and the mess everywhere and the game totally tanks it and it's fine um but my point being i didn't pay for any of this i bought the game you know initially flat out and since buying it there have been two major updates 
to the game that have made it better and given me a boatload hours upon hours upon hours of content for nothing. Uh-huh. If you kind of add it up, though, you did buy it for the PC. You did buy the expansion for the PC. Oh, sure, but that was a choice. No, 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 I know that. I know that. Mm-hmm. And then you bought the game for the console. So right. it, it adds up in that sense. Sure. Uh, were all those expansions free on the PC? Yes. They were all... Ex- not the first not, one. Not, not, the, um, uh, not the Reaper of Souls, but um, like I was saying, the updates were, uh, were yeah, free. Yeah, like update, yeah, the updates to the game. Right, but the update... I mean, I'm talking like significant, chunky updates that changed the game, not just like, oh, you know, we patched a couple of characters, we nerfed a few things, we boosted a couple of things. This is like the grand overhaul, new modes new locations, all of these different things that you can now do. You know, Like I said, I haven't even seen a fraction of the items that are now available to me in this new mode. Exactly. They're out there. Yeah, so that's, I mean, obviously that's why when it came out on console, it was the ultimate edition because it had everything and you didn't have to buy anything. Correct. Sweet. <laughs> My computer was just doing something really weird. It, like sprang to life with so much color and now it's back to like kind of just chilling out hey oh hey oh uh did you play anything else yeah well, well yeah obviously <laughs> well, then, come on come on talk to me talk to me all right Tell so me more story. more destiny sure hey, more destiny. go for it so this morning i hit 29 oh my god well you hit 29 uh, for I, a certain reason i now. did i hit 29 because i managed to pick up a whole load of ascendant shards by completing the raid oh you did it i did uh-huh. it yes were you fire team leader no who was fire team leader oh uh, who was your friend mike right mike yeah yes so but you know i basically it was a group with justin's friends and nick uh that we play with a lot that listens to the show and it <laughs> it was mainly me Listening to Justin say, Jackie, this way. Jackie, stay in there. Jackie, shoot that. Jackie, stay here. Jackie, Jackie. Well, <laughs> but it totally worked. She <laughs> sells herself short. You said that <laughs> there has to be somebody calling the shots during those things, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but on the whole, that, like my advantage with going in this late to do it is that all the guys I was playing with, they know what's going to happen. They know what needs to happen. So even though we still had someone calling the shots, five out of the six team members had seen it had done it and knew what was coming so i was able to there was always someone i could follow there was always someone that knew what was going on mm-hmm. and it is because it is confusing when you first play it like, i think justin ran down it um a couple of weeks ago but it really is when you go in there there's a lot that you have to figure out and uh, me and robert talking earlier about this about the fact as much as i really really enjoyed doing it it was a lot of fun it was a great achievement um, I'm looking forward to being able to do a different one because I want to kind of take part in figuring out right. how do you get through this room? How do you beat this guy? How do you, you know, I really want to do that as well. But yeah, it was awesome. We also, also, after last week's show, I think it was after last week's show, we started one with Rob and with Historic Me, Andy, and yeah. with Nick and a buddy of mine. And yeah. we weren't able to get through it all in time for the reset. Um, right. You know, getting everyone's schedules together was a little bit difficult, but so you had had a little bit of experience. I got up to like the first kind of boss, yeah, we, basically, yeah, and we didn't finish it. And this, but this hmm. time, because everyone had had that extra week, everyone had done it, everyone knew what they were doing. We did it in like one hour, no, hour it was a and a half, bit, maybe a little bit longer than that. Yeah, right? but it was like everyone, like I said, everyone knew between what all doing. the different wipes and stuff, and only. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it does help that we cheese the the first boss. (laughs) We did cheese the first boss. (laughs) How'd you do that? 
So it's this boss who, like I explained before, teleports around. Uh, so annoying. Yeah. So that's where we got stuck the last time. And I think a lot of it was that everyone was still kind of new at it. And some people weren't um, – not – not that they were on a high enough level, but like some weapon, like you need to have strong weapons to destroy this guy really quickly. Yeah. And there's a lot of other stuff going on. There's yeah. a lot of minions. It, there's a lot of it stuff. It takes to a worry while. About. It takes a while to get into the flow. And I, if we did it tonight, we I think we'd be able to do it tonight yeah. because now a lot of people, like Rob's seen it a couple of times. We had him down to like a sliver of health and then somebody mm-hmm. like accidentally walked off the stage or something like that. Some, yeah. Something would happen that just prevented us from doing it. So one of the guys last night was like, we could beat this like in about five seconds. Just watch me. And so uh, you can pretty much have the boss go to his first teleport spot, and one of the guys is carrying a relic, which will break his shield. If you don't break his shield, and you have a warlock in the room or two warlocks in the room, they can choose an ability that lets everybody around them replenish grenades lightning fast. And so you just huck nades at the shield, (laughs) and he eventually will start backing up, and he'll keep backing up until he walks off the edge. Wow. That saved us, if I had to guess, yeah. it saved us probably about like 10 minutes. Absolutely. So there were six of us hiding in the middle of the room underneath the bridge, throwing grenades at it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now I've been in this room and I've I've tried that boss yeah. a it's good tough. 14, 15 times. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. my blood pressure was through the roof. <laughs> he was, he was stressed. Because I, I would get so, so angry that, you know, if I was the one that got killed and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden the whole team wiped... You know, that that's right. what happens is it yeah. all falls on your shoulder if you if fuck up. Yeah, you're, if you're, if you're holding the relic, you're done. Right. You're the guy who's like, right. you need to stay alive. And if you die, you have like, one of us has like four seconds to get to the relic. Right. Otherwise, we all wipe. So that was actually, that was the funny part about um, the second part of this is you have to get through this room and it's the Gorgon's Lair, right? That's what it's called. So the idea is they're kind of like harpies, but uh, they can't see you because if they see you, you all die. So they'd all explain this to me before we even went in there. This is what happens. Okay, just follow us. Okay. So we're walking along, we're walking along, and we get to this big rock, and I see something really pretty and shiny on the other side. I was like, oh, what is that? Dead. It's the Gorgon. Yeah, it was she, so pretty and shiny, I stood there and looked at it. <laughs> Everyone And we're died. all saying, like, and, and we're all, like, huddled up against the wall so it can't see us. And I turn, and Jackie's just standing there staring at it. <laughs> She's like, oh, that's what we're not supposed like, to look yeah. at? Oh, I was like, well, now I see what I'm not supposed to see. Okay, all right. <laughs> but it's definitely like, that's why you have to have six people, six people that are talking, six people that know each other, six people that know how to play. Okay. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it was. It really does. And every week you guys come onto the show and you have a new story that sounds, you know, team building and epic and ridiculous. <laughs> Now, here's here's the thing with the game that I think maybe some listeners I definitely want to know. What about people all right, people like me that played the game, loved the main part of the game, was having a lot of fun, but then all of a sudden you hit a wall. I'm still level 21. you got to farm. You've got to farm. It's not even farming. Uh, t- for me, it was. like 29 only happened because for the last two weeks I have been doing the daily every single day. I've been chasing public events with the Google That's different than farming, though. And, yeah, I would say even by yourself, you can get at least up to level 26 without having to... By doing what, though? Dailies. Daily um, missions. If you can get a couple of people, the weekly, that'll give you a lot. You're 29, Jackie. Justin, what level are you? 28. I'm 28. Okay. Jackie's the highest... (laughs) 
Jackie's, I never got to 29. I've been so, waiting for the radar <laughs> to get to 29. But Jackie's like, I hit 29 today. I'm like, well, you're officially yes. real fire team leader. <laughs> All right. So for somebody who's a level 21 like I am, and their friends are running around as 28s and 29s doing all this high-level stuff. What do you recommend for players that want to catch up and get to play with their friends? I'd say, like, come in and play. Uh, like, if you're a level, what did you say you were? 20, 21. 21. So if you're a level 21, get someone that's a level, uh, or someone maybe as a secondary character. But you can play, like, a level 22 and just go in and have whoever's higher level help you to get through the level so that you're not getting one-shotted and you you know you'll still get stuff for it mm -hmm. basically the, the way to level on that game is pretty simple you could do it two ways you could do it with a group and we could power level you right through the like level 28 weekly mission where you're going to get a bunch of materials oh that'd be nice yeah or you yeah. could do the daily missions um or you could do the nightfall strike um mm -hmm. nightfall might be kind of tricky but you could do the other ones, uh, you know, and every day there's a new daily mission. Right. Yeah. You do the strike playlist where you're getting a bunch of Vanguard points. But the thing is, and this ties into the way that if you wanted to play it by yourself, you could jump into the strike playlist and play all the strikes with just it'll match you up with two other people. And the thing is, you're getting these tokens, the Vanguard tokens, which then you turn in to buy once you hit rank two or mm -hmm. three. Yeah. Uh, rank two, excuse me, you'll start uh, – three, excuse me, you'll start getting armor. Like you can start buying legendary armor, yeah. mm -hmm. which will then just jack your level That's right up. That's how I did it. Okay. And then you yeah. start wearing that armor while doing other stuff, and now you start leveling that armor, and that's how you get from 21 yeah. to 28. Okay. Yeah. I was 26 for a long time, and I'd, I'd bought the chest yeah. piece. I'd bought the gauntlets, same ways. I was maxing yeah. out my strike playlist every week, and then I was waiting on a helmet at 26 and couldn't get anywhere. I got stuck, got stuck finally got my legendary helmet and went from like 26 to 28 in a couple of hours yeah because i had all the stuff i needed i was just waiting on that helmet another okay. thing too is the strange coin for when the zur guy comes on friday and saturdays yep. you do the weekly strike at the highest level and you have two of us to power you through it you get nine strange coin at level at 13 mm. strange coin you can buy a exotic armor piece yeah which will then jack your level up even more and mm -hmm. they do all sorts of cool things. You could throw with the Titans. You could throw with one of the chess pieces. You can throw two grenades instead okay. of one. So, like, it's just – it seems daunting, uh, this, like, light level thing. But once you have an idea of how the game – the game's mechanics work and how that stuff – like, you know, how it actually works and how you can get those levels to go up – it's not very difficult at yeah. all. You could do it by yourself or you can do it with a group. So, they, I mean, they give you options on how you want to do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that it is more about, it's not about just getting XP. Right. You know, you, obviously you need that because you need to earn the ability to upgrade. But it's loot-based. Like, that's right. the, the whole yeah. thing. Is that you, I, it is. I'm like, totally used to that, though, from Diablo. Because right. Diablo not, is loot-based. See, but that's the thing is, it's not loot-based. For is, me, it was. Without it is, that helmet... I was stuck. It is in a like it is in a way like the loot is a bonus to the way that you're supposed to level in that game. You right. were supposed to level in that game by assigning yourself to one of the factions and leveling them up to buy the armor and then supplementing that with whatever drops you get. But I'm not if talking about just the drops. I'm talking about like you need items. You don't just need XP to level. You have to have the helmet. You have to have the gauntlets. Yeah, it has to be legendary because it has to ha be able to have a certain amount of light once you upgrade it. You know, it's not just about I need to get 10,000 XP and I'll be no, a next no, no. level. I, I, see, I, I see what you're saying and I agree with you that it's nice that it's not XP based. Yeah. Like the only way to get to level 30 in the game 
is to buy an exotic helmet piece mm -hmm. and then play the raid enough to where you're getting drops of raid gear. So raid chests, greaves, gauntlets. And right. then you're supposed to take those greaves, gauntlets, and chests and level them up with whatever materials you need. And that's where the farming comes in that you're going to get spirit blooms or ascendant energy. That's where that stuff comes in. Uh, but what you shouldn't do is when you get those pieces, delete them immediately. <laughs> is that what yes, happens? Yes. So last week on the show, <laughs> I go through this exact same spiel. We okay. do the raid, I think, that night. It was that night. It was that night. And Rob is there. <laughs> and we beat like we get to a checkpoint and you can see what everybody gets and it's like Jackie got greaves, like the raid greaves. Mm -hmm. But then uh was it Nick that pointed out that all of a sudden it was like Jackie got three ascendant shards. Yeah, like a couple minutes like, later, Jackie gets ascendant shards get out of nowhere. Shards. Yeah. She deleted it. <laughs> I dismantled she my first it. piece of raid armor. Oh my god. <laughs> yep. That that would be like you deleting like one of the most powerful like legendary you know. sets i honestly yeah. i my ears were bleeding because all of a sudden five people started screaming at me i was like what just like we just talked about this it's like, oh i remember we that conversation <laughs> all right well i've got uh to to wrap up destiny i've got an observation and a, sh a short answer question for you guys uh one when anybody ever when everybody hears strange coin do you not think of the um merchant from resident evil resident Four? Eva, of course thank you Yes. And what are you that, buying? Well, that's the thing is that the guy looks like the that's guy from Resident that's Evil. That's fantastic. So, and uh, there's my, a ton of Dark Souls references in this game, too. Is there? Yeah, oh, yeah. like a ton. Oh, I feel like I'm going to sneeze. So let me answer my, ask my question really quick. Go, go, go. Since they updated the loot drops, has the game gotten better? Is it noticeable? Yeah. I, I, I could tell you I have not seen probably one purple drop I since have, I've then. Had one, I've had one purple drop since then. Uh -huh. but, but so no. the thing is, when it did drop, I knew it was purple. Uh -huh. You know, that was what was good about it is I, I was actually genuinely excited because I was like, holy shit, a purple drop. Because now it's I guaranteed. It. It, it was guaranteed. It was a guaranteed legendary piece. But they're so, still rare. They're rare, but that's what's good about it is it now you're not like, oh my God, a purple drop. Oh, I got a green helmet. Awesome. Uh -huh. When you, you know, get it, you get it. And yeah. I mean, you can get the, the the care packages in the mail for ranking up either yes. the Cryptarch guy or any of your factions. You hit like level two, three, four, five. Right. Yeah. You instantly get a legendary care package. In those legendary care packages, you can get three purples or a purple you, and two yeah. blues or two blues. Like you don't know but what it's going to be, but yeah, when you see the purples, and ascendant, you get, you it's get guaranteed it. yeah. that it's going to be. Okay. Yeah. I got an exotic weapon the other day, an exotic sniper rifle for, for, uh, for completing nightfall. And then mm -hmm. in randomly cool. multiplayer, one of my friends got an exotic pistol. Right. For coming in like fifth. Yeah. Wow. So, mm. so weird. This game has rapidly turned into my new Skyrim. <laughs> wow. Ja didn't, no, we say, didn't we say that was going to happen? Or Justin did? No, actually there was a tweet that went out because I did text Justin earlier and say, I love this game. I want to play every first person shooter I can get my hands on. Are you ready for this? You were absolutely right. At which point he screenshot that and put it on Twitter. <laughs> I did. Through your Twitter account? Yeah. All right, yes. we're going to have to retweet that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Or maybe that'll be the uh, that'll be the, the little photo for when we <laughs> do the podcast. I'm gonna do that right now. You were right. Nice. Damn it. Uh, Jackie, you play anything else, or can we go to Rob? No, that's it. Rob, it's all up to Mr. you. Mr. Rob, didn't you play something nice? I did. I didn't play much of it, but there's a lot of that going around. <laughs> <laughs> I I played Destiny, so I'm not even gonna talk about that. Uh, I'll go right to Bayonetta two. Yeah, please tell me about that because I loved the first one. Uh, well, if you love the first one. 
then this is like 10 times the fun. Oh, it's getting like ridiculous reviews. Like Metacritic, it got like a 93. Okay. Yeah, I had that. Let me just say this. First off, the amount of weapons in this game is mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, you're clipping guns onto your feet. You're clipping swords <laughs> onto your feet. Yes. You're carrying around hammers like twice the size of oh enemies. Uh, man, oh man, crazy. Uh, so it kind of falls like X amount of years after the last game, we'll say. Okay. Um, a spell goes Ori and your friend soul is stuck and you go to hell to get her soul back. That that's... sounds like a normal day for Bayonetta. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So whereas the last game was like t- tons of angels and, and stuff like this, this is just like a lot of demonic, you know, demonic set pieces, uh, like freaky angelic faces stuck in demonic figures and sweet. Oh, it's so demented. Um, Again, currencies, you pick up uh, halos as you defeat enemies, and then you could use those halos. This is one of the most fun parts. Uh, since it is Wii U exclusive, um, you could buy tons of new costumes and stuff in the game. Oh, you can buy, If like, you go online, Star you can Fox. see, correct, yeah, yeah Star Fox. Uh, like a, Princess Peach, Princess Mario. Peach, Link. Uh, uh, do you have any idea why Samus. that changed between 1 and 2? Because uh, 1 came out on 360 and PS3. Right? Correct. And this is a Wii U exclusive? Money. Just money. Just they signed a, a licensing deal and... We need a game. Right. And, and right. Here's, the, here's the truck backing up onto your lawn and, you know... <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it, it always comes down to money. Okay. Um, now, does it... Um, Didn't Nintendo have a hand in publishing this game as well? Well, yeah. But that's right. money. <laughs> if right. you're no, publishing like, a game, you're yeah, putting but money into it. I know people were wondering if like if it would ever end up on the other two consoles right. because Nintendo actually had a hand in like making this game. There, there was like no, no this, chance of this that. will not be okay. a timed exclusive. Uh, and you don't feel like the and the gameplay is what you want it to be. It there's no degradation flawless. with it being on no, the Wii. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, the dodge system is amazing. Uh, the combat is so free flowing. Oh, you play uh, with a gamepad, or you play with a old style controller. It's it's better. F- well, the pro controller, it's right. much easier. Right. Um, hmm. That that's just what I'm used to. Uh, so you're not using like there's. Have you played with the gamepad at all? I have yeah. not. Is there, no. a, right. so is you there don't know if there's any like touchpad stuff. Yeah. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. I, I, I tend to always go with the Pro Controller just because I don't like I would holding have thought the big clunky, if it's a, you know. I would have thought if it's a Wii U exclusive, they had to have done something to tailor it to right? that gamepad, right? There has to be some kind of function. Of course. I'm, I'm sure, like, when you activate your Witch Time, which is, you know, extra damage and stuff like that, then mm-hmm. then you just hit a button in the middle of it. But Right, right. No, which is just, sometimes the most inconvenient thing in the world to have to do. Take your, take your hand off of the controller <laughs> to put it somewhere else. Yeah, that's, what, that's why I'm just using the Pro Controller. Um, absolutely beautiful. Uh, the story itself is kind of hit or miss. There's a couple of characters that are kind of annoying. and uh, But this is one of those games where, you know, there seems to be a lot of those games this year where it doesn't matter. There is no story. Right. Uh, you know, a la Destiny or, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, technically Diablo, the story is just so on on all of these games, they're True. just so they're kind of generic. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 generic exactly. stories. Yeah, because they're just pumping everything into gameplay. Right, and I am fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I highly suggest this game for anyone that has a Wii U. Um, 
it I love it. It sounds love it, awesome. I love it. I'll now, definitely be through it... my first playthrough by next week because it it seems like it's going to be, you know, tenish right hours right. or so. Hmm. Kid appropriate. No. Since you know the Wii is kind of a family, it's seen as a family console. No, and then unless you okay. want your kids staring at like crotch shots <laughs> and <laughs> boobs, then right. no. Okay, so it's kind of you know almost a little bit of a new direction for them to have an exclusive that isn't a family friendly title. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, and that that's why it was so surprising when it was announced that this was right. going to be an exclusive right. on a Nintendo console. Okay. Um, Do you have any idea of numbers yet? Like, is it? You know, you said it's got wonderful reviews, but do you feel sell like it's going to sell well? Uh, oh, definitely. I, I think that anyone that has a Wii U and is is in it for the games, uh, right. they will be picking up this this game as word gets out. Bobby he, couldn't okay. find it. He went really? looking for it, and he huh. went to th- uh, two or three different stores. And uh, oh, see, out. I had mine reserved. Would you so. say it's the best game on the console so far? Uh, ooh, good question. I'd say it's top three. Okay. I wouldn't. You know, I mean, okay. you have to think the, about it. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. IG, it's IGN's highest rated game of the year. Yeah, wow. yeah. No, I've seen, Nine I've seen nothing like but that. like you know fireworks and and high ratings for it. Um, yeah, like I said, I absolutely loved the first one. It was such a blast. It was so bizarre. <laughs> and <laughs> this one's right there. I mean, the first boss fight. This isn't ruining. First boss fight. You're jumping from fighter plane to fighter plane onto a train as this huge monster is like knocking the tracks down after you That's and awesome. jets are shooting missiles at it and oh my God. you're like flipping it over and oh it also comes with the first bayonetta right yep yep that's packaged in there also so that's that's, that's really nice little cool. incentive yeah. um I like that wow so if this game is is kind of hard to find in stores that, that now, sucks what <laughs> if you if it's a uh, i assume it's a digital download option as well that i didn't look because i i did not I bought right. the physical. I'm just copy. wondering mm-hmm. if it's if you can digitally download it, whether you get that first bayonetta well, as well. I'm I'm sure you do. Right. What if like the pre-orders weren't all that high, and so the sh- the initial shipment was low? That's and what usually they... happens, especially with right. with oddball games. Like within um, the next shipment, within the next week, there'll be an influx of of copies. Yeah, I would imagine so. I would hope so, especially before the holidays. All right, so that's a big thumbs up. Yes, very much so. Nice. Add it to your Christmas list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So another game came out this week. Ooh. Yesterday, as a matter of fact. Yep. Well, today's six. Today's Thursday on the show. Two days ago. Sunset Overdrive. Been Finally. waiting. Been waiting on the Xbox. Uh, Xbox One. I have not played my Xbox One since Titanfall. And decided to dust the thing off and get Sunset Overdrive and pop it in. Uh, unfortunately, I was only able to spend maybe a half hour, 40 minutes with it. But it is pretty crazy. Uh, I mean, it's not not as crazy as Bayonetta 2, I would imagine, as far as just pure insanity and, and ludicrousness, if that's even a word. Help me. No, you, I it is a word so. now. All yeah, right, it's a yeah, word now. We'll make it. Work. We're making we're making shit up on the <laughs> podcast. Um, I actually want to hear Justin's thoughts on it before I give my own, sir. It's awesome. I'm like two hours into it, I think, and um, I know how crazy Bayonetta is, but from what I've seen of the game so far, and where like I've seen in some of the preview videos, um, this game's gonna get up there. I know mm-hmm. at one point you're fighting a giant blimp. 
you're fighting the blimp it looks like like a like a zeppelin blimp yeah but like it's like in the shape of like a character so you're fighting what it looks like you're fighting one of the like the macy's thanksgiving day balloons oh is it that thing (laughs) with that's drinking yeah okay it's the overcharge the fizzy whatever fizzy dude uh so sunset overdrive is uh for those who don't know it's from insomniac it is their first xbox exclusive game they were primarily a playstation company uh and they came out with uh, terrific games ratchet and clank uh, the Love Resistance games, which were awesome. Um, they came out with this game, Fuse, last year, which I really liked, but it wasn't that like everyone didn't like it very much. It was too grim or dark of a tone for a company that always has had this like kind of you know play the Ratchet and Clank games. They're very colorful and carefree. The Resistance game had like amazing weapons um, that did incredible things, and then you had this like kind of military was. Fuse the one where you use the right analog stick with as your your melee attack, and you had to move it in the direction you wanted to melee. No, that's too human. Yes, yes. Wow, good job. Unrelated games. Okay, but too human was ama- was awfully amazing. It had the coolest weapons uh, weapon names ever, and uh, it was a loot based game where you got ridiculous weapons all the time. But the story was just such garbage, and it played poorly. But yes, that was the game with the analog stick. That was a cool idea. So, Sunset Overdrive is a kind of a mix, I would say, between Jet Set Radio, Dead Rising, um, and Infamous. And Tony Hawk. And Tony Hawk, <laughs> yes. As me and Rob were watching you play it earlier, and uh, you said that. <laughs> it is a colorful game um, in the most meaningful way. I mean, the game just breathes personality from, from the get-go, its opening is pretty amazing. I mean, your character models can be anything you want them to be. Um, what you end up going with? <laughs> I, I, I did an Ange. That's what I always do. Okay. As soon as he turned it on, I was like, you made another Ange, didn't you? It looks just <laughs> it like looks her. It looks just like her. In an unprecedented video gaming event. <gasps> Are I you did a not, man? I did not make a female character. Hey, now. I, me, I, myself. I have the I have blonde hair, long blonde hair with the buns, the beard, but the clothing options are terrible. Well, that's the start. Okay. That's the start. We get more. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, you get lots. Because they do not have... And you can actually switch from man to woman, I think, at any time. Really? Because, yeah, after you get through the beginning, it gives you the option again. Yeah. It's like, oh, now customize your clothing. And then I looked and it was like, oh, I could customize body size. Yes, you know, I saw that I could again. wear a skirt if I wanted to yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, they did not They did not consult me uh, when making this game. And I, I might have to write an email. So... So would so all right so they it turns out that there's a new energy drink uh, on the streets and they're at a giant party uh, kind of you know amping this drink up and getting people to to try it and test it out and the drink goes bad and turns people into uh, these hulking beasts of sorts and they are loose in the city and you got to do something about it and the city is pretty much your playground and that is the best description for it so. You can grind on everything like you could in Tony Hawk. Oh, yeah. So you're grinding from, you know, um, sidewalks onto power lines onto the sides of buildings. And while you're doing this, you're building up combos. Mm -hmm. And then in the middle of that, you're adding in shooting people as you're going by. um, And you can eventually upgrade. You're getting all sorts of weapons. I mean, the one weapon I had, um, well, it looked like a giant dick. Yep. (laughs) Uh, I forget what it was called. Uh, something Compensator. The Compensator. Oh, that it was, makes it was sense something, then. It was something yeah. Compensator. Mm-hmm. But it had two little basketballs at the, the big bottom. Compensator? <laughs> something like that. The Flaming Compensator. That's that was what it, it was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
and you have one that shot records out. I love that one. Yeah, it, it shoots records. High like fidelity. High yep, fidelity. Yep. Look at that, Rob. Rob saw it and remembered. <laughs> mm. uh, and then what was the other one? It was like a Clint Eastwood uh, reference. I can't remember. Dirty There's Harry. A, Dirty Harry. It was a, Dirty Harry. This yeah. was the bear one as well. Yeah. One bear army or something like that. So you're able to like grind around building up multipliers and then you know it, it's like in a way a dead rising game where you're able to like take weapons and then like upgrade them if you're like um in dead rising you'd be looking for other parts to upgrade it but you can upgrade them by using them right um and you got to you know figure out what to do here in the city and there's side missions and um it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, the movement is different. Like, first of all, coming from PlayStation, I'm like having to re-remember where X is. Yes. So every time I hit, it said hit A and then hit X, I'd be hitting A and then hitting A again. Yes. So, um, I'm like I said, I'm like maybe like uh, two hours in, and I'm enjoying it. I I wanted to jump in and just play it all night last night, and then the raid called me. Uh, <laughs> it's. It's different because it's slow. You move very slow when you're on the ground. Yes. And so you really got to, like, get the movement down uh, and then, you know, build up your combo and then go faster. And so I just just remembered that I could actually hold RB to boost mm-hmm. when, gr- when grinding around and stuff. But it looks like the game has a good sense of humor. Um, oh, it's got a great sense of humor. Yeah. And it's full of personality. It's getting great reviews. Like, I was I, – ever since I saw it, I was excited to play this. Like, for instance – there's these um they call the mute like each of the enemies they're not just all the same they mm-hmm. have different names because yeah. they're, they're classified differently and so i forget these what what these ones were called like the regular guys are called the ods the poppers the poppers so there's these ones that will run up to you and explode yeah but the thing is if you shoot them at a distance they'll kind of explode and when they explode they actually spell out the words pop in like bright yeah. orange yeah and it's just like one of those like neat little details that you see in a game and it's like like it just screams fun yes so i like like i said short into it i'll have much more impressions next week but so far i'm really enjoying with my time with it and it makes me glad that i have an xbox one yeah um you and i i need to reactivate my xbox live account i have a code that'll give me a month uh we should coordinate to try and explore some of the online features the co-op stuff yeah absolutely i think it has like up to eight people co-op at yeah. one time which is yeah. just crazy yeah like it's definitely got a learning curve to it it's gonna it's been a long time since i've played something like jet set radio and it's there are very specific button presses for each thing that you want to do like even if you want to turn around while you're grinding you're gonna have to hit x yeah to to turn around and x and you know in the direction that you want to go because if you just hit x alone you will actually um kind of hook down onto the wire that you're grinding on or what have you and you can, you know, change your the trajectory of your weapon and what you're firing at and such. And uh, there's also boost features. If you're grinding, you can boost uh, for a better jump and use, like, the fans and the umbrellas and cars and trampolines and stuff that are around the, the world. But but not the blades. No. Yeah, don't run into the blades. Yeah, don't run into the blades. Um, I'm enjoying it, too. I mean, I, like I said, I only played it for a little bit, but I, I like the presentation of it. I like the silly science behind all of the weapons and... Yeah. You know, that everybody that's kind of survived this apocalypse is a bit of a crackpot and that it's up to the crackpots to get this, you know, wrapped up. And like you said, it's super colorful. Um, it's very bombastic in a lot of ways. And I think that after, you know, a decent sit with it and some time and, you know, getting all of the, the maneuvering down, the, the camera's a little strange. Like, I feel like sometimes the camera is like it's it's chasing you a little bit that you're you're moving so fast that the camera 
doesn't necessarily always keep up with you in terms of where you have to go. Like that little marker when the guy was asking you to go to your destination, swooping around with the camera to try and find where that was again yeah. was I I wasted I failed I think three times just looking for the marker. Yeah, it's a, I get what you're saying there. Those those markers are like they're like they're very small and yellow. So like they kind of you can kind of lose them kind of easily. Yeah. Uh, I actually thought that when we were grinding around in the beginning, I'm like, man, I thought we were going to go a lot faster than this. And I think eventually that you do. Yes. Uh, like the, one of the last things I did was just building up like a huge combo like in Tony Hawk. Mm-hmm. And then you started like really moving. And then when you're adding in the RB and then you're boosting around. But yeah, I'm like I'm thinking about it right now and I want to go play it right now because like the little time that I spent with it, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I will give it this, though. It is very precise in terms of shooting. When you're when you're aiming for stuff, they have like a small lock on feature. It's not ridiculous, like it's not like Call of Duty lock on features and stuff like that. But um, if you shoot in the direction because you are moving so fast, the game does compensate and kind of helps you the trajectory of your shots to do what you intend for it to do, um, which I think is really helpful and really cool. Uh, the soundtrack is kind of super obnoxious, which is awesome. I haven't heard yeah, so much the- of the soundtrack yet. It was a little weird. It's it's very you know punky. Yeah. Well, the game screams punk. Yeah. Like right out of the get go. I mean, yeah. It's your like, first haircut, I think, that you could pick is like is a mohawk. Yeah. Now it's not licensed music, is it? That's. I actually don't know. I haven't. I haven't really been paying attention be. to music so far. It could be, but it could just be a bunch of unknowns. Or I did. I did not recognize anything. So it's either it's like no, truly I mean, it's, underground it's stuff. It's definitely or... not like turning on Tony Hawk and hearing Rage Against the Machine. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I don't know. You know, I, I'd have. You know what? Now I'm gonna listen and and see if I can pinpoint anything. But um, I oh, don't it's very so. it's very meta too. Yes. I mean, in the little bit of oh, times I played, they've rec- they've referenced the fact you're playing a video game yeah. or that you know they've referenced other video games. And the great thing about this game, that voice that comes up, yeah, uh, is when you die. Dying is amazing. Because every time you die, you come back in a different way. So the first time I died, I dropped out of an orange portal back mm-hmm. onto the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other ones, you get, like, thrown out of a van. Like, I've watched a video yeah. on a few of them. I didn't want to spoil too much. But another one, a sarcophagus rises from the ground, and you come out like a mummy. So, like, dying That's in a awesome. game is, like, kind of funny. <laughs> That's fantastic. Because each uh, time you want to see what happens next. Yes. Yeah. I got dropped out of a UFO along with um, a Rubik's Cube, a teddy bear, and a <laughs> beach chair. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. No interest, Rob? <clears throat> Not right now. Yeah. That, honestly, I think just with the time I'm going to spend with Bayonetta and then going into, uh, you know, a couple of other new releases that, that this one's just going to fall back a little bit for now. Yeah. What do we, what, so a couple of the games have come out. What are we looking forward to next? Well, I said last week it was master chief. That's like the next thing. On that my is the block. next thing, right? Yeah. When I get destiny has me anchored in place, but when I do stray, like I, I have shadow of Mordor still only played the tutorial and I know that I'm not going to start shadow of Mordor now until like April. Like I've missed the window for that game. Wow! And so, I'll, like, I'm I'm super excited to play it, but I that's not a type of game that I can mm-hmm. play half-assed. I still have the Evil Within. Haven't even popped it in yet. There I you bought go. it the day it came out, and I've not put it in yet. You know, there's a game that came out this week uh, with Sunset Overdrive that I'm interested in, and it's going to be one of those ones that I know like I'll have to play in the summer, and that's uh, Lords of the Fallen. Jackie was asking, like, "Hey, what come out? What like what's come out recently?" Because maybe I think she, she was like thinking about trying to get into something else, like on the side. Yeah. And so I mentioned Lords of the Fallen, um, 
which the best way I could describe it is uh, like Dark Souls light. Like Dark Souls and more Kingdoms of Amalur. I think kind of more forgiving. It's very forgiving. I I saw something in GameStop for that. Yeah. And honestly, this was a game that was overshadowed for a long time. I I had heard about it and not really looked into it. I had thought it was a old, um, a, you know, old gen game like ps3 and xbox 360 and i found oh no it's it's a next gen game and it is like a souls type game where you're going around and you're dodging and weaving and fighting bigger enemies and but much more forgiving they say i I watched the video review for it on two different sites and um it's getting positive reviews not like knock your socks off reviews like bayonetta or uh, sunset overdrive but it's getting 7.5s eights like and people are like hey this was a game that because no one's paying attention to, and it's an enjoyable game. It's kind of got that um, Wolfenstein review going on right now. Like, yeah. this was supposed to be not good, and it's actually good. What people are saying is that it's, you become very overpowered in the game. So mm-hmm. if you're used to playing a Souls game, it's going to feel almost like cheating. Right. But, but for if me, you like, want to play something similar, similar that you're not going to get as frustrated with. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say it would be like a good introduction because those games are brutal and that wouldn't be <laughs> yeah. a place to start where you're becoming overpowered and whatnot. But the type of game where you're taking on these bigger enemies. And like I said, like I, a couple months ago, I had started that Kingdoms of Amalar game and I really enjoyed it because of the combat and the way that the moves were going there. um, it reminded me of it a great deal, and I'm like, I, I was like interested to play it. Right. But when you look at all the games coming out in the next couple of months, like I don't know where I'm going to slot that guy in. That's yeah, like, for me, exactly. like that, that's you like you kind of do have to pick and choose. Yeah, for me, that I feel like that's like next August, while right. we're waiting for right. whatever's coming next year, which I found yeah. out is wait, that's 2014. Nope, we're still got a ways to go for uh, no, 2015. I've lost track. Yeah, 2015. Oh, Battlefront. Battlefront right. will be right. out. So while I'm waiting for Battlefront, yeah. like. Also, I find like when I'm trying to find something else, I might want to play for a bit. The price point for me is the big thing. Like oh, when absolutely. I know I can go on, like I go to the PlayStation Store and for twelve to twenty dollars, I can buy a game that I can go spend, you know, a few hours playing, distract me from whatever it is I'm into in a big way. I I'm not going to spend like sixty dollars on a game that I might play for a couple hours because that's exactly what I did with Shadow of Mordor. Uh-huh. Well, mm-hmm. you will be going to buy Fallout Three for the three sixty, <laughs> and that's yes. what you will play next. Yeah. Yes, I know. The end. I have my instructions. <laughs> uh, quick wrap up. We were talking a little bit last week about Legend of Korra, and I was still exploring it. Uh, I've come down on the side of no, it is not worth a purchase. Um, I do kind of regret purchasing mine. I am a huge, huge fan of the show, and that's kind of why the game hurts so much. Uh, it would be nice if somebody would actually take the the property seriously and deliver like a full-fledged $60 Avatar game that was kind of open world and allowed you to travel to the different lands and you know learn the different uh, elements properly, so on, with a, a big story and such. The game just comes off as cheap and, and frustrating. It has Which maybe, is odd, because Platinum's a good studio. It's not... For what it's trying to be, like, uh, here's where I think it, it got hurt is because it's for so many platforms, and it's I think it's also part of mobile, quite possibly. And Platinum handled that as well? That seems unlikely. I am not entirely sure. Um, we could probably look into that. But the game just, there's like two variations of gameplay. You have your combat, which at times is awesome, but the targeting and the execution of the of the moves is extremely frustrating. And the levels where you're riding atop of Naga are just 
repetitive and you're going too fast and it's just it's a mess that's okay it, it's not satisfying kids game right. no not even right yeah like no you could you definitely could it's uh-huh. it's one of the better efforts but it's still not good enough for that property that property is screaming either leave it alone and let it be what it is a, a tremendously well done t- you know television show and just leave it at that or go whole hog and do the whole thing and do it right. Okay. So, um, but beyond that, we have some news. Yes, we do. I like news. You like news. What do you like, Justin? What do you, do you like news-wise this Justin's week? Justin's our news guy. He's Justin very, is very the news guy. Do, 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 I was just going to do that. <laughs> uh, well, there's a couple of things that we were going to talk about very briefly this week. And I, I think it's important to, you know, no, we were talking about Sunset Overdrive. And uh, this week, the Xbox One got another price cut. Uh, it says that it's a temporary one, I think, till January 2nd. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if this stuck around for a while. So the Xbox One has dropped to $349. And you can get some of the bundles at that price. You can get the Assassin's Creed bundle for $349. Now, that will come without a Connect. If mm-hmm. you want the Connect version, right. it's 449 but you're getting the game with it. Uh, Sunset Overdrive, like I mentioned, uh, the Xbox One Limited Edition Call of Duty Advanced Warfare Bundle, which has the one terabyte hard drive, Whoa. Uh, is four forty nine. Wow. Yeah, custom controller. Yeah, blah 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 blah. But no, no connect there as well. So the four forty nine one with the one terabyte. Wow. And the game. That's come down quick because I I was uh, saying this earlier, but I bought the Xbox One in, I want to say January. It's kind of around the time it came out. You know, it's like a little while. Up. Once I could get my hands on one, mm-hmm. I bought it. Got it for 500 Sold it to Bobby for 400 And now it's like $50 less than I sold it to him secondhand. Uh, and this is obviously six, this is just you know, in, yeah, limited for the holidays? It says it's till July 2nd. It starts on November 2nd, but it looks so July like... July or January? I'm sorry, um, January, excuse me. Um I think retailers have already started selling them at this price. Right. Yeah, usually when they announce that they're going to do it's, it, they just it, drop they, it down right away. They anyway. should just do it right away. I mean, the official Xbox page still says November 2nd, but why? no one's going to buy a console. No. So I think it's a tremendous value. I mean, is, Sunset yeah. Overdrive is a, is a good game so far that I'm really enjoying. And to get the whole system, I mean, minus the Kinect for 349 I mean, they're really trying to get back in the game mm-hmm. for the holiday season and... Honestly, now, if you were on the fence about like, and you were just worried about price point, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's your answer right there. Now, here's the thing: is it stupid of them to put the price back up after this? Yeah, I don't know how they can put the price back up after right. this. If well, first off, if they set the price down and it doesn't sell, then that's one thing. Yeah. If they set the price out down and it does sell a lot, then it's worth it for them to keep it at that price. Correct. I mean, they've already discounted this thing now, one hundred and fifty dollars from when it launched. Yeah. Which yeah. sucks for early adopters, but it's pretty amazing. That's kind of what happens. It just doesn't usually happen this quickly. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty amazing how much it's clear that they've given up on the connect. Oh, oh instantly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ever I can't imagine Phil- people developing games to incorporate this. Anymore. Well, they brought in Phil Spencer to be, pred- uh, you know, head of Xbox, mm-hmm. and that dude is about games, and um, he's a great interview. If you if you ever get to like you know hear him on a podcast or you know being interviewed. He's very candid. He says exactly what he's thinking. He, you know, doesn't shy away from mentioning the other two competitors. 
and he'll tell you, like, hey, we needed to get better. And the second he came in, they dumped the connect because he just saw it for what it was. It was a, you know, it was a failed project, and he wasn't going to let it sit there and hold the console back anymore. Yeah, I think it's a nice gimmick. It's a nice add-on to the to the, but it certainly shouldn't be an integral part of that console. No, because no. nobody wants to develop for it. Exactly. And now that it's there, it'll eventually go the way of all those other peripherals that. You know, no one really ever used. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. still nice because it. You know, you can still talk. I, I I have it. I can still talk to my Xbox now that I'm. It's actually on again. See, this was always the problem for me. Never understood a word I was saying. <laughs> Honestly, in my house, I would turn it on by doing my worst American accent, and then it would understand me. Xbox in. <laughs> That's exactly what I sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel bad for the publishers that went full in on it yes you know did, did that it's, Fantasia it's, game come out it yeah, did, it did and I feel so bad and anything it got it got okay reviews like you know I, I think the, the, the it was hovering around I'll say between 7 and 8.5 oh, under, oh it didn't sales number wise oh yeah. sales numbers there, I mean it, it just came out a couple weeks ago I don't yeah. think it's gonna those sales numbers are gonna be out right now I mean but for the people who like you know Dan Central like those are the, like those people eat up those games but yeah. it's, a, it's a portion of the market Correct. Which is why exactly. it shouldn't be an integral part of the console exactly. because it's only a portion of the market. Right. That if you want to play it. these games, these people are developing Absolutely. for it, you can buy this. Yeah, exactly. Instead of forcing it on everybody yeah. like they did in the beginning yeah. and didn't listen to the majority. Right. But they're listening now. I mean, 349 with a game is a tremendous value. It really is. Yeah. I really can't. Yeah. I, I mean, that's how much the Wii U was, right? When that came out? Yeah. So I, think the, I think the three, the Wii U is still around there. Exactly. So to have the Xbox, you know, be at the same price point mm. is, is definitely a value. See, that's, that's the thing is like competition is good for everybody. Like Polygon had a, a really interesting article on like PS4 is so dominant right now. That is amazing for Xbox fans because now Xbox has to catch up. And because of the Xbox now dropping in price and coming near the Wii U, Wii U can't like the Wii U is not gonna be able to hang around with that if the Xbox keeps it around three fifty. The Wii U will see a price cut. If PlayStation wants to maintain its lead, it'll eventually take a price cut. I mean, the way that they're competing with each other, competition's good for the is good for the industry, and that means it's good for the fans. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Speaking of cool. speaking of competition and keeping up and everything, there was also a big PS4 update. Yes, it's weird because like PlayStation's been doing smaller updates like very like yeah. tiny little things coming out like every where xbox Tuesday, is, there would yeah, be a little thing where xbox has been doing these bigger ones oh did i tell you my to load up my sunset overdrive took an hour and 20 minutes i don't get that yesterday because i haven't turned my xbox on probably since before you did and it took me 15 minutes to hour everything. and 20 man i don't get it maybe I, it's the, maybe the interwebs i i was having a day and uh just nothing was going right for me and yeah. one of those things was was buying buying a new controller only to ha- wait an hour and twenty minutes to play Sunset Overdrive to find out that the controller was defective Ugh. and couldn't play it. <laughs> so Ugh. I bought defective controllers before. Where'd you get it from? I got it from GameStop. Yeah, you just take it, it was, back. Uh, it was one of the, oh, I did. I got a new one this morning, and yeah. I that's how I was able to play Sunset. But uh, it was one of those things like sometimes if you start the controller and by accident you're holding up on the analog, <laughs> yeah. and it's constantly yeah. pushing you up, but. I'm like, I, I've been around. I'm not, you know, I'm not a fool. I know how to get around from that stuff, you know, power it down, take out the batteries, basically reset the whole controller mm-hmm. and do it the proper way. Make sure that, you know, you're not pressing anything or whatever. And sure enough, we left it alone and about three to four seconds, it would just boop, 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 right up to the corner. And then we tried to make a character 
and it was siphoning through all the faces in Sunset Overdrive, and it wouldn't stay on any one of them. And I was like, well, that's that. Let's play Diablo. <laughs> Fun times. <laughs> so so what's up with this update? Because I have, is it available now? It's available yes. now. It came out yesterday. All right, what's in it? Because I have not downloaded it yet. Um, I can give you everything that was in it, uh, but I haven't experienced it all yet. Uh, I'm going to actually read this right from Polygon's website. So system system software update 2.0 will introduce the ability to customize the PS4 interface, either with one of eight new color schemes uh, or themes that you could download from the PlayStation Store. It will add a USB music player to the dashboard whenever the console detects that USB storage is plugged in, so you'll be able to play music. Mm. Uh, users will now have the option of uploading video clips to YouTube as well as Facebook. Um, there's like minor tweaks and improvements, um, read, uh, revised game invite screen, uh, content area, the ability to pause and resume down, uh, downloads. Um, when you're on Twitch and you're, uh, you're with a group, let's just say like, let's say I had streamed out, uh, I was on Twitch and I was streaming the raid last oh, please night. Please tell me you could hear the other people. You now. can hear the other people now. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Finally. Fantastic. So everybody who was in my party chat would be heard on the Twitch stream. Finally. Here's a question. Or maybe I should let you. I should let you finish. Let's the... finish this okay. first. So this was the big thing. They they finally um, brought share play uh, to the update, which allows you to let's say I was playing Towerfall, and you didn't have it. I could hit the share button, and it would share with your screen, and you could pick up your controller, and we could play Towerfall together online for an hour. And then when the hour session ended, we could re-up and do it again. Wow. Yeah. So I did actually try this out this week. Yeah, I asked Jackie to, to try it out so that one of yeah. us gave it a shot before the show. Yeah. So and, I played um, FIFA with Hugh, our friend in Wales. And it works nice and easy. You basically, much the same as the party, you get an invite saying, you know, someone wants to share party with you. So did that. Uh, you first off, you're basically looking at his uh, screen, the game he's playing. Mm -hmm. Now, I did ask him this because I thought, now, if you're in any way able to control that person's PlayStation as such, that wouldn't be good. Security-wise, wouldn't be good. But all you can do Probably is... Buy some games for him. Yeah, you know, like send rude messages to all your friends. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> But basically, all you're looking at is... Uh, he was playing FIFA 15, so I'm looking at that page. Um he hits the button that says uh, hand over the controller. So he hands the controller over, and at that point, I'm in the game. Um, the concept is good, but I'm the jury's out as to whether it actually works properly. Because for one thing, we got booted before it even started. Um, I got an error message. Every time I go to that share option, I get an error message. Hmm. Um, you, you know, I can go into it afterwards, but I get the error. Um when you're playing in order because obviously what you're doing is effectively streaming from that person's playstation the frame rate's really low so fifa 15 i understand is a fantastic looking game but for me it, it was blocky it didn't look great mm. you know now when it comes to playing it that's fine if it you know you understand why it doesn't look great but um as we're playing it would go chop 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 so i'd be halfway down the pitch then all of a sudden i'm all the way up the other end of the pitch and I've screwed up because it's it's blocking out parts of the game. Now, obviously, it's it's a you know there's broadband issues as how good a connection you have. Um, we got maybe 10, 15 minutes in, and it booted me out again, and it just you know game over, kicks you out. So that was like my first experience. So of maybe it. a little premature. Well, not even that. This is going to be the the test. Right. Uh, 
he just got a new router also. Okay. Yeah. So now he has this new router. I would try that again. Yeah, I would like to try it. Um, try the same equally, exact thing. Yeah, but again, equally knowing that you really have to have like an awesome internet connection, mm-hmm. completely reliable. Like this is not going to work if you don't have a completely reliable connection and a really good router. Well, it's, it's going to be gonna very work. interesting for you to try it again. Yeah. And if this solved all his problems or right, if it was right. on his end. But it's not going to solve, it's, it certainly won't solve the frame rate thing. That's, well, that's just a part of it. It looking, looking all sh- weird and, you know, mishmashy. Yeah. That I can understand. Yeah. But the better his connection, the better the frame rates. Yeah. Right. Sony also right. uh, confirmed that SharePlay's resolution is capped at 720 on the guest's PS4 uh-huh. and that it will scale up or down depending on bandwidth. Right. Just like if you're watching a streaming video. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and th- that it's capped at about 30 frames per second. That's funny enough exactly what it looks like. You know, when you're playing Netflix or something and it's kind of catching up, your connection's maybe a bit slower, you're doing it over Wi Fi yeah. and it kind of just has that really bad resolution. That's exactly what it looks like when you're playing. Right. Sit there and think about it for a second. You're sharing <laughs> Hugh's PS4 and he's in Wales. I know. No, the concept, I'm not saying, the concept is fantastic. It's, it's just, just, it's going to be dependent uh, yeah. on your internet connection, but I mean. And it's also going to be dependent on the next few weeks of people actually trying this out trying and it. using and, it and, and reporting the errors. And yeah, and them ironing out the kinks. Exactly, yeah. But it's it's something that they promised when they um, debuted the PS4 back in February of 12, 13, whenever that was. Right. Yeah. That that was like one of the first things they showed was like, hey, I can't beat this part. And you could like hand the controller over to somebody else and they would do it for you. Right. So that that's finally here. So like now that the, the consoles are, you know, they're almost a year out. Yeah. Um, that was my first thought, actually. What? When I heard about this, I was like, oh, I looking into this share option. I was like, oh. Now Justin can just take my controller and do whatever it is he's shouting at me to do. Well, we're gonna share. We're, to. we're gonna share Rogue Legacy, and he's gonna beat the uh, Uber bosses. <laughs> oh for me. yeah! Mm-hmm. There you go. I'll never do that again. Nice. Oh, you'll, you'll do it. <laughs> Putting Jorah through college, you'll do it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, what? Um, are there any other updates? Yeah, just. Uh, I mean, that was the up. That was it for the system yes. update. Uh, and then today we we were talking about it before, but um, wait before you get to it, I ahead. have a question. Go. Can I move the games around yet? Like all the games yes. that I've purchased, can yes, I yes, yes, can yes. I retile them? It only shows it's the top fifteen. I think, the, right? the top twelve yeah. or fifteen used, yeah. like most recently used. Okay, but then yeah, you can everything else is in the you library. can tile everything else. How you okay, because that drives me insane. Uh, you won't have to like scroll all the way down this yeah. huge list anymore. Okay, and, cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry to interrupt. That's, I just I, okay. I needed that's something that I've wanted from day one. So, yeah, the other news is the um, basically I've put some information out about the Destiny DLC, which is going to be out December the 9th. Um, it's called The Dark Below, and I'm very excited. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's also very expensive. It is. For, it's going to be very expensive for Hugh. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, this is the interesting thing. Now, I think the price point is actually okay over here. Um, it's, it's going to be nineteen ninety nine for the first expansion pack, mm. um, with the second one on the horizon, which will also be nineteen ninety nine. Um, the uh, season pass is thirty four ninety nine. So basically, you're going to save five bucks if you, you know, buy the season pass. The interesting thing is the UK price point on this is the exact same numeric value. Mm-hmm. So nineteen ninety nine dollars is going to be nineteen ninety nine pounds. And the same $34.99 is £34.99. Now, that works out to roughly $30.50, $30.50 for mm-hmm. this DLC. 
That's pretty crazy. Yeah. The other crazy thing, though, is the Xbox users are paying the same price and they're not getting one of the strikes. They are not. There is a PS exclusive strike. Oh. So the price point is exactly the same between the, the consoles. But mm-hmm. yeah, there is a, so another pl- uh, PlayStation exclusive. Same, same price, but um, minus but, content? Yeah. yeah. Woof. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's timed. They won't get it until right. Right. Like, late next year. Exactly. However, they will get it though. Yeah, but it's yeah. not coming till late next I'm year. I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna maintain positivity mainly because I have a PlayStation. So, whatever. <laughs> do, uh, we, do we have the details of this DLC? I do have do the we... details. So we have some interesting stuff coming. Basically, they're gonna add to the story, which I think all of us have found a little lame. Hey. There's, uh, there's gonna be some additional storyline there. There's gonna be a new character in the tower. Um, from what I understand, that will be sending you on various missions. Um, we are getting a level cap up to 32, which I'm not sure if that's enough, but... But that's level cap, not light cap, right? Or oh, do we know? I don't know, actually. I, think I did it, not I think look it, at the I think the cap will be li- like 30 will be the cap. 32 will be the cap. Right, again. as 30 is so now. So you'll be able to work your way up like you're doing now to 32. Right. Okay. Okay, so that's going to be a new level cap. Um, we are going to be getting a new strike, three new uh, PvP arenas. Which, yes, Justin's very excited about. Mm -hmm. Um, As we said, the PS exclusive strike. Mm. And for me, the one I'm excited about, which is ridiculous, five new bounty slots. And the raid. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I know. Sorry. I will get to that. But yeah, five new bounty slots. So that's nice. Theoretic. Now, the thing I found about this. It's not DLC. The bounty slots will come for everybody. Right. Well, that's good because that was going to be my exact question is that to me seems ridiculous that you should have to pay for five new bounty slots no, like that, that seems stupid they, that should just be an a dollar a slot yeah that I'll, should be an update it, a it, tuesday afternoon update it is going to be Good. because during this week's update where they changed some stuff and, and changed the last part of the boss in the raid right they always have like an upcoming thing like more things we're working on and it okay. was increased bounty slots good 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 all yeah. right so that, that makes me feel better but then yes a new raid um, what's it called? The something of Crota. I can't even remember what it was called now. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's one mission that you do a story mission where you go down and get the sword of Crota, right? And yeah. You run around smacking things with it. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's all running on that storyline. Um, but nice. yeah, brand new six-player co-op raid. The will of Crota is the, the strike, and the raid is called Crota's End. Okay. So oh. you know all we- so new weapons, stuff coming. Yeah, I think armor it's, pieces. You know, it's, it's, it's exciting stuff. I it's gotta just say, for that price point, uh, the US price point, I'm actually quite happy with that. That's that's a lot of stuff. Now, when do you think there's going to be a new class? Oh, oh I don't even know. I don't, I don't know if they'll. Know. Intru- I don't know if they'll introduce a new class or four players on a fire team, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that's com- that will come. <laughs> you think? I so? guarantee you. You want to put w- money on that for the second Destiny? Whenever that happens, however right. they decide to evolve Destiny into the next game. There will be a fourth class, and there will be four-player fire right, teams. Right, like undoubtedly. Yeah, because there's too much uproar <laughs> exactly. over the People size of yeah. the classes for yes. them not to listen. Yes, and they're clearly listening. Cool. So I'm looking forward to that. December 9th. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. All right. So that's a little bit of news from this week. We're gonna move on to the forums. Who's got forums? I got some forums. Rob's got some forums. What do you got, man? Okay, well, we had a responses for our last week's question, which Jackie had asked, uh, and that was, if you could erase any game from your memory so you could experience either the story or gameplay, you know, for the first time again, um, 
and we asked for like your immediate go-to response right you know one that you almost answer every question for yes and then one that you know just think about it a little bit and you know maybe an off the wall one that you would go for um so we had uh Hugh his was The Last of Us and Beyond Good and Evil two good choices uh we also had uh Colicab his was Final Fantasy 7 nice and yep. EverQuest which is very very interesting ooh uh i had a friend named Crystal who was obsessed with EverQuest EverQuest was That's all i ever heard about yeah i mean in its day that that was that was Skyrim basically Skyrim with you know crack <laughs> you know cuz that was before World of Warcraft obviously yeah. and it was one of the first huge like graphically uh MMOs right. so pe- people were just addicted like addicted to the fact where they they wouldn't even like pay attention to their children you would hear horror stories about kids just being left alone and you know ugh terrible <laughs> Uh, and then we had Lane Meyer, um, his two, Bioshock, the original. Uh, this game had such a unique and immersive setting, unlike any other game that came before it. Uh, descending into rapture, heading into the, uh, hearing the bellows of big daddies in the distance, the splicers, the little sisters. Bioshock was a work of art, really a shining example of what video games can be when they deliver the whole package. Agreed. Story, setting, gameplay. Uh, and the second was Planescape Torment. I love that game. Uh, this is a PC RPG released in 2001. Uh, this is a bold statement, but I don't think this game will ever see an equal in terms of sto- uh, storytelling, ever. It's a story about redemption for a man trapped in a failed bid for immortality in order to escape punishment for his transgressions. Um, so yeah, he goes into the whole story, but still, that that is a, another great choice. I... Has anyone here played that? I have not. No? Nope. That huge, huge PC uh, RPG. Great. Very, very great. Uh, you want to read a couple, Justin? Sure. Uh, Super Tax Nerd says that his knee-jerk answer is Borderlands. Uh, mm-hmm. He enjoyed the hell out of 1 and 2, and the only reason I still have a 360 is for the pre-sequel. Uh, his second choice was Eternal Darkness Saturday's Requiem nice. for the GameCube. Oh. Nice. The game was such an amazing experience, totally original, great gameplay, a total one-hit wonder for the studio, but so very fun. Loved that game. John D. Uh, says, also Borderlands, the first one. I love the experience, that world for the very first time again, not to mention uh, watching that opening video with Ain't No Rest for the Wick again for the first time. I forgot about that. I love that. Uh, thinking about it a little bit more, he wants to experience Heavy Rain all over again. That's I know a that game. I know that game didn't get a lot of acclaim, uh, but I thought it was fantastic and loved the story so much that I, I saw every single ending the game had. If he went through that and played that, that's a lot of work. Unfortunately, with it being a murder mystery, knowing the killer's identity inhibits me from playing. Okay, from playing through it ever again. Right, okay, so he must have just yeah, them. That was yeah. kind of my problem with that game was that it was billed as, you know, your actions dictate what happens in the end game and you could do whatever you want. It always was the same at the end. And that, that kind of took the wind out of my sails. Well, no, the killer was always the same. That's what I mean. Yeah. But like your actions can change everything in the game, but like they, ha- they set, they have to set the killer as the killer. Yeah. I don't know. Rob, you're shaking I, your I, head. 
I feel like it wasn't it wasn't proposed that way when it was talked about in magazines and stuff. They they kind of from my perspective, they led me to believe that the killer and just the end all be all was, you know, happened because of what I had done. Finding out that it's you know, regardless of what I do, it's always the same killer at the end. Sure, kinda. yeah, but there there's stuff that you do where you could save people that might not make it in other playthroughs yeah. or that's, you, you no, could not, that's, like couldn't you not make correct, it in that yeah. game too? Exactly. And that's all awesome. And I, I did still a lot just of just feel like the biggest overall concept they sold you on was you could change the actual final outcome of right. the game. I thought right. that there was a game coming out finally where what I did really did like there was enough content in this game just stored up that's in there that based on, you know, X, Y, and Z, you plug in these factors and you wind up with this killer at the end because this happened and that happened. When I found out that, you know, you can do a bunch of branching paths, but eventually they all intersect to, to come to one final resting place with the same killer and the same, you know, not ending, but just the same reveal. Um, it, it Some of it got taken, it felt cheap to me. What's the name of that game that's uh, coming out for the PS4? It's like the the teen horror game. Yes. That See that here we go again. Change like your your actions dictate everything. Right. What is that game called? I can't. Until remember. dawn. Okay. That game has my attention for the same reason. Is it's being billed as a game that what you do affects? I mean, like if a character dies in that game, they're dead. It's over. Yeah, but that's the same thing though. Even that game. I'm sure that whoever the slasher dude is, he's always going to be the slasher dude, but everything else you do is going to change. Right. I see. I can, I can go on about this for another minutes. <laughs> if, we'll, we'll, come back, we'll come back to this. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's, an, it's, an, it's an interesting idea. Yes. Okay. I have one. Oh, I wonder who it is. It's Toby Chimp. Hey. That's why I'm reading it, of course. <laughs> All right. So uh, the game immediately springs to mind. I would love to play Silent Hill 2 for the first time again. That game blew my mind, still looks good graphically, and is still miles ahead of most modern survival horror games. Now, the one he had to think about, you ready for this? Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to agree with my compatriot, Jackie, Uh and say Skyrim. We have to delete this part up. I (laughs) I had previously never played an Elder Scrolls game or any action RPGs, so it was entirely new to me. I was living in Germany, had no internet when I first got it, so it was the perfect game to get immersed in and put a lot of time into. Skyrim. (laughs) And we had some emails, right? We do have some emails. Hello, Talking Games. My obvious and thought on game, I would like wiped. I think um, there were supposed to be two, but I think um, our friend Christian had only uh, voiced one. My obvious and thought on game, I would like wiped so I could replay would be Assassin's Creed 2. The story, the music, and the emotion that the game had would uh, was wonderful to experience all over again. I like that choice. I guess that's a great game. <laughs> uh, I have replayed it several times, and each time uh, it has been great. Uh, but the uh, but to experience it for the first time over again would be wonderful. And he also says, I have finally picked up a PS4. Well, I had gotten a, a launch edition and then had to sell it. I'm glad I, uh, I had because I was able to pick up the Destiny one and it looks good. I may be spoiled by my PC when I say this, but the graphics left a little to be desired to me. Oh. Ooh. Uh, the build a PC show was great, though I would say that NVIDIA cards are better for the drivers alone. Uh, thanks and kind regards, Christian Stoa. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we had Christian. a lot of we had a, a couple of 
nice responses to the PC show, which was different for us. Um, but we've we've gotten some great feedback from it. Uh, interesting conversations like that. I was able to go ahead and uh, post in the show link, um, the show thread uh, on the forums, uh, the exact build that Eric laid out. Um, it's a it's a weekly thing, so the prices are daily and weekly, so the prices are always changing. But the exact build that he had talked about is up on the uh, the link is up in the show thread for that week. Nice. Uh, and we've got one more email from Trent Farrell. He says, if I could wipe any game from my memory to replay again, it would be KOTOR. That twist was amazing. I'd love to feel that again. I've never played KOTOR. Is anybody else But on? now you know oh, it has yes. a twist at the end. Yes, yes, it's yes. a twist. <laughs> right? That always spoils it for me. I remember the sixth sense someone told me there's a twist. <laughs> I, straight away I was looking for it. Ruined the whole movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, KOTOR is one of my favorite games. So, yes, there's... What it, like, is it an RPG? Yeah, 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 it's like Mass Effect, but Star Wars. Is it Bioware? Yes, it is. Oh. Bioware's so good. Mm-hmm. What's the twist? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> words, words, more words, and spoilers. Get out of here, Jack. <laughs> I'll tell you after. And we've got a Twitter question uh, that we can uh, answer. And this is a Halloween-themed question from our friend Harry. He is at H-S-J-I-I-I. Uh, or the third H. I guess that's his initials. I would assume mm. you're a third Harry. It's pretty prestigious, <laughs> and he's a lawyer. Damn. Uh, he says Halloween-based question. What, in your opinion, does it take for a game to do horror right? Consequences. He says it's tough because horror is subjective. But we'll go around the table, um, and then actually, Harry, if you don't mind, we are going to pass this question on to our listeners as our question of the week. But first, we'll give our yes. answers. Rob, uh, what, in your opinion, is uh, what do you need to do to make a horror game and do it right? Uh, that there's two two quick things. First, control. As long as the game has good control scheme and handles well, uh, then I'm fine. The second, maybe not the story itself, but I love like weird psychological elements like Eternal Darkness yes. or a Silent Hill where they change over, you know, to the creepy Silent Hill stuff yes. like that. Stuff that makes me think like, am I, am I imagining this or yes. did that? Yeah. Is there a, really a fly on my screen? I think like is my with, volume yeah. really bugging out. I think stuff with like any, that. With any um, medium, that's mm-hmm. one of the key things with horror is not so much showing you the blood and gore, but giving you a hint of it and letting you imagine the rest right, right? yeah right yeah so so those are those are two two big aspects yeah. for me um for me i think a lot of what horror games need to do right is they need to get the atmosphere right um you look at something like that pt demo that came out not too long ago <laughs> yes. all it was was a hallway a looping hallway that's all it was and a lot of what you were doing was repetitive in nature you know checking things constantly constantly but because that hallway was so like doom stricken and so foreboding and so random and weird and chilling and so all the of giant those ghost lady had nothing to do with it. <laughs> no, that was well, like, I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting to my, I'm going to make another point, but um, atmosphere, Silent Hill, like you said, with the switching of, of, you know, from being in regular Silent Hill to nightmare Silent Hill and things of that nature or places like or um games like fatal frame mm-hmm. fatal frames backdrop and in you know japan with these ghosts wandering around and you have to use your camera and you can't see anything unless the camera's in front of you putting the player in that kind of position 
I thought was was genius. Um, Fatal Frame 2, as a matter of fact, Crimson Butterfly is one of my all-time favorite games. Brilliant. Um, I'm so happy that they're re- they're doing another one for the PS4. Uh, it's in development now, I believe. So super excited about that. And um, there's probably a bunch of other stuff. Uh, I agree with Rob about control. Uh-huh. Totally. If you don't feel like you have control over your character, especially in games where you're running from things and having to maneuver very quickly, it can really take you out if you're too frustrated by um, the playability of the game and the controls. But I'm going to go and say um, you need an antagonist. You need a really imposing, threatening antagonist, something like the Pyramid Heads or, you know, the Nemesis from uh, Resident Evil 3 or was it 2? Two? Two. Th- it is 2. Wait, Resident Evil 3, Nemesis. Nemesis 3. It is 3. Yes. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I had to name them in my head. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think having something that is, is constant, or Alien Isolation, for example, having something that is, you know, nigh on unstoppable, that is stalking you throughout the entire game, that the moment that you see it, you know that whatever you were doing, you need to stop what you were doing, and you need to now survive this character that's after you. To me, that that makes a horror game, to have something that is constantly stalking you that you cannot put down, or if you do, you have to buy, it has to be through elaborate means. Um, I think it, it places a, a new sense of urgency in urgency that already exists. It amps it up that much more. Um, so yeah, those are those are a few things I think uh, to do a horror game, right? Uh, what do you think, Jackie? Consequences. Mm-hmm. There has to be consequences Ooh, because I, like I think this is what we've talked about briefly on the show before in the games like um, Outlast, where it was the insane asylum one. Right? Yeah, and I think I was talking. To, it was Bobby that brought this up with me. Is that the first couple of times you play, it's utterly, utterly terrifying. Then when you get killed once, twice, three, four, five times, it's it's not scary anymore because you just come back and there you are in the same hallway and now you're just trying mm-hmm. to figure out, all right, how do I get past? And then it's a game again. It's not a horror. So I think you need to have some actual proper consequences to it. If I fail this bit, even if it's not just the horror aspect, but if I fail this bit, I'm going to lose everything I just did or it's going to affect my character in a certain way that I don't want it to or it's going to affect another character in the game mm-hmm. that I don't want it to negatively. I think there has to be a consequence to you dying in the game. I like it. What about injuries? What if like you like if you like sprained your ankle, you know, partway through the game and then that's just part of the game from then on every single time you fight you have to hit triangle three times to stand up straight or something (laughs) (laughs) like if you like it's kind of like when you when you're hurt in a game and you're walking slowly or you're limping that something happens to you in a game that you now when you're walking even when you're running you know it's labored or you have to you're kind of dragging your foot a little bit and that's just now that's a part of the game that's something that happened to you and you need to deal with it yeah um justin i hate horror games (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that I never play them, but I don't like when I'm being chased. So that's if you want to have something that's going to scare <gasps> that me. That scene in The Last of Us in the burning restaurant or like. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. That was by far the most terrifying scene I've played, apart from PT, which made me want to cry. Apart from that, that is the scariest scene I've played is being chased around that that. I would restaurant. love to see you play Silent Hill 2 in the room when, oh man, if, I'm not going to spoil this for people. <laughs> There's a there's you there's a chase sequence in that game 
where there are there are multiple things coming right. after you and the the hallways are set in that they are almost in a a maze like capacity right. yeah that kind of thing scares me oh my god that's i still in the original that. dead space there was an enemy that you couldn't kill oh really he would just regenerate and he was constantly chasing you and you had eventually had to kill him by putting him in front of like a jet booster <laughs> but he was following you around for a while and so he would like you would shoot out his legs and his arms and he'd be like on the floor next to you and you'd be like trying to open up a lock to get through a door and then he'd be regenerating and then like crawling after you with one oh, arm. Yeah. Yeah, it that was, would scare me it, yeah i just don't like that feeling mm -hmm. right but in general all horror games can sink to the bottom of the ocean <laughs> awesome all right, so, uh, yeah, for this week's question, we're going to use Harry's, and we're going to put it out to you guys. Uh, you can answer in the forums. You can send us an email at podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com, or you can tweet us at talking underscore games, and tell us what you think a horror title needs to do to be considered a horror title that does it right. Um, and before we get out of here, I think we have one more um, piece of business. There was a event that went on this past weekend. With extra the Misfits? Life. life, that's yes. right. Uh, what were the details of that? Because I was, I was away wedding thing, so. Rob, why don't you kick it off? Okay. Uh, I mean, we, we did our part Saturday. Uh, yeah. Started late Saturday afternoon, but Justin and I reached out to friends, family, um, the community. Uh, we streamed a whole crap load of Destiny. Um, had you know, a bunch of friends playing with us. Uh, that night we had tried the raid, actually. That was okay. And that was just quite annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, as a whole, between the whole team, uh, we wound up raising at least 1500 yeah. over $1,500. Wow. Nice. Good job, guys. We Excellent. Had, yeah, our original goal was 500 And yeah. we actually broke that before extra life even started that's, that's fantastic that awesome so, it's really great um a big thank you to everybody who um who donated uh who joined in with us and kept us going because i mean rob and me played from i don't know i want to say from like three o'clock in the afternoon till about two thirty in the morning yeah yeah, yeah and then wow. thank you melissa for inviting yes. us Absolutely. to join the team it's funny i'd actually been meaning to donate and because i had my phone hadn't got around to it hadn't got around to it and then i get back that night and they're still gaming i jump on destiny and rob in my headphones donate jackie pick up your phone now donate <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you got me to do it <laughs> mm -hmm. thank and i thank you yes <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah just all for a great cause uh overall uh i know they that just i think they did well over 5.5 million wound up being in that one so, day yeah yeah, that's yeah it was some super intense number uh -huh. which is fantastic it's a really great cause really great to raise awareness and to see something you know positive happening in the in the gaming community and people banding together to do something really good mm -hmm. um yeah so yeah seriously thank you to everybody who donated who watched and who participated and who uh, just thought it was something cool to to go and do. So we thank you for that. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, yeah, we're going to start pimping some stuff, wrap it up and get out of here. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at talking underscore games. If you want to email us again, it's podcast at talking Or if you want to reach us on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash talking comics. Uh, if you want to listen to Talking Comics podcast, you can do that. We got a lot of special shows. Bobby's going to be away 
on his honeymoon for the next couple of weeks. So we got a couple of really cool things planned for you. Like I said, we've got the wedding ceremony, uh, an interview that I did with uh, J.P. Ahonen, who is the uh, part creator of the book Sing No Evil. And uh, they also put on kind of a top five horror film um, podcast part from the Fanboy Remix that used to be going on before we had formed uh, Talking Comics. Really? Yeah. How old is that one? Oh, God, I don't even know. <laughs> I uh, was on that for a while. I did like a fair few episodes. Were you there for the Halloween top five I'm trying with think, Bob and Bobby? I think so, yeah. And Brian, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would yeah, be. Well, I think I'm go. on that one. <laughs> Um, we will be recording uh, this Thursday evening to get you guys some new content. We'll be talking about the all the Marvel announcements at the Marvel event. We'll be talking about the DC film announcements and doing a special lightning round where we're going to extend the time and go through as many books as we can that we've been reading in the past couple of weeks. Uh, lots and lots of comics, lots and lots of books. It's going to be insane, and uh, we're going to try to keep you guys going with that for the next few weeks while Bobby is away uh, mm -hmm. enjoying himself which he has mm. so much earned justin's gonna be on that show so are you coming out it's recording it's here recording tomorrow, here yeah. tomorrow yeah oh i have you mean oh really oh. Oh. <laughs> hey now. right back oh. here tomorrow night oh. <laughs> yay oh. that's that's uh, uh, yay <laughs> so kidding that's great um so yeah you guys uh that's at talking comics on twitter uh check out the misfits they are at the underscore misfits on twitter and Talking Movies is at Movies Talking on Twitter and The Valiant Podcast as well. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, our personal Twitters, mine is at dead underscore anchorus, Rob. At Dusk1020. Justin. I'm at Joroke, J-O-R-O-A-K. And Jackie. At Jackie Turner, J-A-C-Q-U-Y. Fantastic. Thank you guys once again for all of your responses to our questions, uh, for keeping us you know, in fresh content, and we hope to be giving you more and more stuff every week. Uh, we got a couple of surprises coming your way, and once again, thank you so, so much for um, donating and chipping in to the Extra Life event. Uh, it was a huge success, and it would not have been without your dedication, help, and money. So, once again, your princess, she's in another castle. <laughs>